0: Join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. I'm calling Steve Cooner. Hey, boss. Mr. Cooner, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Good that's uh nice of you to take that call and uh i'm catching you on on a little bit of relaxed time right yeah a long time <laughs> <laughs> i've been working all day but
1: <laughs> at least i'm relaxed here
0: so um where, where exactly are you
1: we're just at uh, hemlock
0: okay so you you'll have a cabin up there or
1: just rented one we just got a last minute one for a couple of days so to get out of town for a bit
0: get the get the kids into some skiing and snowboarding or is that what the...
1: yeah yeah they're out skiing right now so
0: awesome well they didn't take you with them or what you
1: know i uh i've done something to my knee the last few weeks and the original plan was for me to go too but um i've just had a hard time putting a lot of weight on it right now
0: I be careful i'd be careful I'd oh be... yeah knees and knees and hips you know we don't want to mess them up uh you know at an early age <laughs> yeah,
1: and mine already messed up, but it's either that or the other. I guess so. It's one of the two.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. I feel blessed that I caught you during the holidays. It's hard to catch people, and we're trying to get, um, we're trying to get a bunch of these, um, we're trying to get a whole bunch of these uh, blog posts, uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, done so people can listen to them, and uh, th- this way people who don't know you, you know, th- primarily it's inside the office, so this will be an all internal. Oh, okay. So, I haven't seen any of them yet, so I'm not well. Quite sure. th- there's been some notifications in the in the uh, once and haves group about um, a few. Yeah. A few of them have been launched uh, already, and then look in there, and you'll see there's a couple in there. Yeah, I will have to check them out. So tell me, tell us, tell us how long how long you've been how long have you been in real estate? How long have you been licensed? I I I, I kind Eight- of forget, but eighteen years. Um... It was 2002, wasn't it? Two thousand and two, yes. So that would be I, correct. I remember that. I remember the spring of two thousand and two because that's when I had just moved down. And yeah. uh, you came and we chatted and you've been with us ever since. Yeah. Remember I was gonna
1: join up with uh with Century Twenty One and then yeah. I met you at Rotary and we <laughs> ended up starting <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know what hit me so it was the then.
0: <laughs> so 18 years at the REMAX Oak office and uh, what's been... Okay, let's, let's go back to the early days. What were, what were some of the things in the early days that kind of got you, you know, that kind of got the ball rolling and got you going and got your mind going? What were, some, what were some of the things that happened for you? Do you remember, was it Brenda that worked for us? Brenda, okay. that, absolutely it was Brenda who was our kind of like our one of oh, our main manager. main admin uh, support. I mean, she actually did with Christina and the marketing girl, and you know yes. bits and pieces. We were we were a small operation back then. Yeah, she was instrumental and phenomenal in getting me going. I was
1: uh, the first person you guys did the new split with at the time. Um, we're for new agents and stuff and i don't know if you remember going back uh so she sent me up on you know i created a database out of the phone book by looking up indian names <laughs> and and, and we sent out a a, a vasaki card i'll still never forget we designed this beautiful one and uh, and, and that started to my phone ringing i remember that and card yeah I've, I've still got it somewhere we moved a few times since then but i've still got it somewhere and uh and uh yeah, that that's really I think we sent out the three hundred people, which I just found out of the phone book. Literally went to the phone book, found out the Indian last names and sent it out. Um and in targeted areas that we wanted and uh so we were on the 50 50 split I was I believe then and uh it was supposed to be for the first year and I ended up doing it in four or five months and Don called me and said, Hey, listen, you're done. We owe you some money and I was oh, I didn't expect to get any money back so um yeah, that's part of the reason I'm still here.
0: <laughs> Interesting times. <laughs> so t- tell us about uh you know a lot of times when people look when I mention your name today to agents they're like um I mean I'm, I this is the truth. I'll mention your name to agents around the the valley and they've heard of you and they just they, they're in awe, you know, like uh and of course of course they they all think that that you were like this today you started. But when you started, uh, nobody starts great, right? I mean, nobody starts at the top. And so, tell us in the early days, what were some of the challenges? What were some of the challenges that you faced? Just
1: getting off the ground, and uh, you know, you realize really quick that friends and family aren't going to be your biggest source. Not that they're bad, but um, everybody wants a freebie. In that case, uh, getting new new people getting in front of people uh doing a ton of open houses and getting rejected and rejected and rejected and uh you know just trying to figure out like i never had a moment where i thought oh my god this isn't for me i'm gonna quit mm-hmm. uh, but there's a lot of weeks of putting in 14 hour 12 hour days seven days a week um with a young child on the way or a young child born uh, that you wondered uh where the next paycheck was gonna come. So I guess that would be at the beginning was uh was a struggle, but uh I just felt if I outworked everybody I knew that uh people would come and, and it worked. Nice and it's strictly strictly doing a lot of I I don't know how many open houses I did for Randy Dick. Um and being in the office and having people like the class and said sent me some referrals and stuff because they could see I was working hard. Um, Randy would send me some clients that needed help with Kentucky, and uh, so I made sure I did open houses every weekend. I took all the floor duty calls I could get, like that. That got me going. I started getting business off floor, um, picked up some business off open houses, and that's really how we got started.
0: You know that um, it's funny you mentioned that floor duty um, situation. A, a lot of offices uh, in you know years ago used to have floor duty, but I hear. That is, that is still isn't something that's like a regular in a lot of places. And even if it was, it wouldn't matter because the phone doesn't ring, but we have that advantage. You've just mentioned that. I mean, our, to this day, I hear people saying, I just got to lead off a floor.
1: Mm-hmm. I probably, Ray, right, in my first five years, I probably did, I would say 10 to 15 deals directly off floor. Off floor or being, you know, people coming into the office saying, I need to buy a place. One of my favorite clients and we still do business together now and i sold for a family and stuff her and her dad walked in they said hey we want a good agent we're gonna buy our first place um and hannah's been I've been her agent forever her fiance's best friends but they still use me like it you know that was in 2003 we did first deal with her so
0: wow you know yeah. You know, I like to hear you say that because a lot of times uh people that are considering joining us from another company are um you know, they're they're looking at our fees and they they say well, your fees are more and when we do the math the fees are usually like either a half a transaction or maybe a full transaction more and uh you're telling me that uh that shouldn't hold people back, right? Cuz that could translate into how many more deals a year? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you know what? I I did talk to my friends. My friends weren't getting anything off floor or sign calls or anything that magically end up somewhere else. (laughs) So back then, you know, dual agency was huge. Um, Like we used to do a lot of double ends back in the day. People calling off your sign, and it was nice to know that I got the sign calls up at the office and not somebody else. Um, So certainly that made a difference. And honestly, if if you're not getting an extra two deals, if if my, you know, it's different now. I don't do floor and stuff anymore. Um, but if, if REMAX, you know, eight years ago, wasn't bringing me in an extra 15 or 20 grand a year, I was doing something wrong. And, you know, I brought some guys to the office and I told them, if you work the system, your fees won't matter because you'll make that on deals.
0: You know, it's, it's it's nice to hear somebody else say that. I, I tell people that from my own experience, but I own the company, and so they're, they're going <laughs> well. Of course, you should say that, Ray. But I know as an agent, as an agent, all the years I've been in real estate, even to this day, my office yeah. fees—the equivalent of twenty to twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of, of commissions—come into me, come to me just because I get referrals from other from other people, right? That I know through the Remax system.
1: Yeah, and honestly, some of the development stuff, like you know, I've done some big stuff with the developments and stuff, and they remax matter to them like you know one of the big ones i'm doing now was i know they like our marketing but you know i'm sure they like the fact that remax was attached to it um because they want to associate with reputable people and reputable companies and uh when they're looking for advice they want to make sure we're trained properly. games so i tell everybody i think we get the best training by far out of anybody and and i've certainly benefited by having remaps on my card when I'm, I'm meeting with some of my developers and builders and stuff. I started I, I to feel it has anyways.
0: So when did, how, how many years ago did you, or how many years were you in the business? You've been in it 18 years, but how many years in before you started uh, branching out and doing work for developers? How long did it take you to get to that?
1: Um, just before the market crashed in 08. So I probably started, uh, probably it only took me three or four years. Um, I'm good with math. Numbers is good. I enjoy new construction and stuff. So I found that uh it was sort of fit my personality better and I and I had some time constraints. I need to start spending time with family and kids at that time. Um it allowed me to structure my life a little better, my my non-work life, because that was an issue for me um at the beginning. Tom and I are still workaholics, but we find a balance a lot better now than we used to. Um, so it took me about four or five years. I started getting into it. Um, and you know, by luck and by the grace of God, some things fell in my lap and, or, or came my way and we were able to, uh, to get into it. And I actually got sick of it and I left and I tried leaving, uh, where my developer wouldn't even help me leave. Um, he offered to, you know, keep me on his salary or whatever it took to sort of stay. So we, uh, a lot of that sort of stuff. And then, um. I just, uh, around 2010, 11, I just got back into it. And then, now that I've found the balance, it's been a lot better. And that's primarily my business now. Uh, Tom and I have uh, structured how, what kind of people we work with, uh, who we'll work with, what kind of business they need to do, what kind of volume a builder does. And we've got a niche. Uh, We don't go after really big guys, but we're not after the one or two home builder a year. That's not our niche either. So we found a nice little place where, where we fit in now.
0: So you keep, you've you mentioned Tom a few times. Uh, when did, so when did you and Tom O'Hara get uh, partnered up? How did, how did that come about?
1: Um, it, it was actually about 10 years ago, uh 2010. I was trying to leave a development for the life of me. I was just, I was sort of done, <laughs> done with new construction. Nothing was selling. And, um, you know, he's, uh, you know, you and Stuart who I work with I just love the guy. And he said, you know, what. We really want you to stick around, um uh, you know, maybe get a team together or something and uh, we started with three of us and ended up with Tom, and I didn't really know Tom then, but uh we're total opposites in our selling style uh but our strengths are very different, and we complement each other really well so
0: uh I kinda of remember we, that that's that uh, what's the name of that subdivision on the south Pe- side of the freeway? Peppenbrook right
1: yeah Peppenbrook, yeah, so that's that's where I was there. I would already been there for a while, and uh so Tom and uh um uh, I sort of joined up there. Um and after we getting ready to be done that we sort of decided to sort of team up and uh and work together and that made uh made it a little bit easier for me to go after some business or, or entertain business that people wanted to do with us. Um yeah, and so we, we set some lofty goals for ourselves, I remember in twenty eleven, twenty twelve and uh we'd reached our Five-year goals and two and a half, three years. So, it's it's been a good run with Tom. Uh, and again, just because we're we're totally opposite, uh, what he brings to the table, I don't, and vice versa. Uh, and we mostly trust each other. So, when one makes a decision, it's not a question of if the other will, or won't. Uh, we 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 tend to trust each other that way. So, well,
0: nice. you, you guys have definitely got something going on because um, a lot of times we see. In the real estate business, people partner up, and it doesn't usually last. And uh, you mentioned something that I, th- I think is key, and that is you're not both strong in the same areas; you're strong in different areas, and so you complement each other.
1: Yes, yeah, and that's important. If we, we both have some very different ideas of how to do things, and we stay out of each other's kitchen, I, I trust that Tom's going to do what he does. He's really good at planning. He's really good at with our staff. Uh, uh, he's really good with the agents. If we have you know other agents working with or for us uh whereas i can concentrate on dealing with the clients the the client land and i'm really involved heavily in the construction side and planning and, and that sort of stuff uh which is good for me at least gives me freedom to do that uh whereas he he really is a nuts and bolts guy he he does all the other stuff right so
0: so what's your um, what's your you, you you're working with the, but a good sized developer I know one of them that you're working with in Surrey. Um, but what's yeah. your what's your outlook? What, what what's your take on what's going to happen in 2021?
1: I think the market for the first five months is going to be nuts. I really, really, really think that for especially for our new construction side. Um, I I have told Tom that we'll end up doing 25 30 deals in that one development in January, and we're going to open January 9th. And by the end of the month, by the time he gets back to work, I'll be pretty darn close to having that place sold out. Um, I just think the build-up is there for right now. What happens after five or six months, I have no idea. Um, But no matter what happens, in five to seven years, we'll be right back in this where the market's going nuts again. So if you have a break for a year or two, you know it's going to bounce back at
0: some point. Well, it's going to be uh, hard for the market not to be busy because um, the, our inventory is low, and and, the, mm-hmm. and if you're predicting a lot of activity, which I think you're right, in the first few months of the year, that's not gonna uh, that's not gonna help with the inventory issue.
1: No, no, and I'm booking appointments for January ninth. That's when we'll be opening our doors at the development, and I think we're already full for the first few days. Wow. Um, you know, I know people could get in sooner; they certainly would, um, but we are just. Uh, we're not going to open till January ninth, so I imagine that we'll end up uh, being very busy for a few weeks. As soon as we open up, and, and a lot of inventory.
0: So, Steve, there's a lot of um, you know people that are always getting into the business. Do you have, do you have any uh, words of advice for new people that are new that are thinking about joining the business?
1: Uh, same thing. I tell everybody: uh, be careful who you sign up with. Make sure you're going to get the training. Um, if you are willing to work hard in this industry and do what it takes you cannot fail oh um uh, i truly believe that like if you do all the right things you follow the plan you cannot fail at this industry and you can have a lot of fun and you can do really well for yourself financially um but you've got to be able to be self-motivated self-driven um and start work and end work when you need to and not just say you know it's really easy to Take a string a few days off because uh, you know your buddies want to do this, that, or the other. But if you treat it like a job, I had Gary Dirksen. Uh, you know, way back in the day, I was I was working at the office at eleven o'clock, and you know he told me, uh, you know he asked me what I was doing, and I said, well, you know, just trying to deal. He goes, Steve, the deals will always be there. You need to start, you know, scheduling your time better. Like your your first appointment should be with your family in your book, and I've I've taken that to heart. For the last 15, 16 years of my family time, my kids' activities are the first thing that goes into my calendar. Um, and that's, that's made a huge difference. But outside of that, I work. And, and I work honestly, and diligently, and I work hard. And I, I think anybody that does that won't fail.
0: Steve, if you had to do anything over again, like if you had to redo something, what, what, is one of, what are one of the things that comes to mind that you think, you know, if I'd have known better, I would have done what?
1: Uh, bought and hold property. I would have done that a lot more than I did. Uh, I did a lot of things where, you know, what you'd buy something, sell it quickly and stuff. I would have just bought and held more stuff.
0: Well, you know, I'm glad you're saying that. A lot of realtors, believe it or not, are not prepared for retirement. And part of the reason is, is they sell everything or they watch, they sell stuff to people, but they never buy for themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've made a lot of millionaires out of some of my builders, like the, some of my builders have done very well. And, and I tell them when they tell me that I tell them, well, you know, we took the market, you took the risk, it's you doing it and stuff, uh, but doing uh, I should have done more for myself. And you told me that 16 or 17 years ago, um, but I was too smart at that point. It took me a little bit longer to realize that maybe I'm not that smart. <laughs> I, should, I should have listened in the first place. But you did tell me that when I first started You uh, go, the, the best deals you make are the ones you make for yourself. And I, sh- I wish I would have listened. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, so. you know, the, you know, can you believe? Can, I mean, who can believe the prices today? And no. but, the, but what's funny is, imagine ten years from now, we're gonna go. People are gonna go. I wish I had bought stuff back in twenty 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 one.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly.
0: So uh, it, uh, it, it, it. Well, we live in an area where you know the population is growing. They know we're gonna we're going to add another million people in the next 10 years. So we only have so much real estate. So, you know, you better get You better get your hands on some of it.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, people think that we are way outpriced or people that do not travel and look at, uh, look at other world-class cities, We may be smaller, but real estate is not cheap in, in, in London and New York and LA and stuff for a reason. People want to be there. And I tell people a lot of times, if you think we're expensive here, you really need to get out and travel. We are, for what you get, uh you know you're looking at a uh, home in Abbotsford for a million bucks. you're gonna get an apartment in London for that right mm-hmm. people need to realize that that there is room for prices to go up where they'll go up, i have no idea, uh, but when they're giving out free money, <laughs> you know it's uh, uh there's a lot more of it so
0: well, listen, my friend, thank you for uh sharing some nuggets with us uh for those of you listening, this is Steve Cooner. Works uh, in a partnership with Tom O'Hara. And uh, they, you can easily find them at Remax Little Oak Realty. They kind of wander there. You'll see their signs up and down the valley. I see your signs sometimes as far out as Chilliwack and all the way into Surrey. So you're all over.
1: Yeah, you got lots more. We got a few more developments coming up. So you'll see a few more coming up this year, So, which
0: is nice. Okay, my friend. Well, have a good day, and thanks for taking the call.
1: All right. Thanks, for Have a good
0: You time. bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was a great call with Steve Kooner, and um, hope you enjoy it. Take care.